take a moment and think about what you want, what you personally want out of that social life or that social interaction. As women, I feel like if we can sort of make people feel like they can connect with us, but don't have to be the same as us, I feel like that would be powerful. I think finding that middle ground of social life, knowing that the benefit from a social life is the connection. A social life could be just one friend. This is the Well To You podcast. And we are your hosts, Caitlin and Sue. We are moms, Pilates enthusiasts, health coaches, and supporters of all things wellness. We are here to remind you that a holistic approach to wellness allows you to thrive in a life of health, happiness, and vitality. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Well To You podcast. This week, we are talking about social life. We're continuing to examine that circle of life from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And this week, the topic is social life. Hi, Caitlin. Hello, Sue. How are you? I'm good. I am actually recovering from my social life. So I guess it's timely. I'm always the person that thinks about making plans when I'm like in a extroverted high. And then once those plans come around, I'm like, oh my God, I made plans. (laughs) I feel like I'm in recovery mode from like so many social events recently. So I think that on Instagram, you shared a a meme about that. Didn't you recently? Was it you? I saw one somewhere. I feel like maybe you shared it. Like recovery for like, I need a week of recovery for every hour I'm out or something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because, I mean, I think that when people think about like an extrovert versus an introvert, they think about like an extrovert being more social than an introvert, which I don't think is the case. I think that introverts are definitely social. It's just not where they gain their energy from. So I'm a very social person. Like I do like to go out, be out, interact with people. I do have a social life in that sense, but I definitely don't walk away from social interactions feeling invigorated. It does, it it, it drains me, especially when there are several in a row. Like I I do need some reprieve. And I think that might also be because of like the jobs that we're in where we are, you know, interacting with people quite often in our jobs. And it was the same way when I was in corporate too. But I would say I have a newer social life that I think, you know, we talked about this when we were together in Malibu, how you just don't even feel like you have time for it. I was going to say, like, I feel like I do not have a social life, but my kids have a banging social life. Yeah, yeah. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, I feel like I have no time to do anything for myself, but my kids yeah. do a lot of amazing things yeah. times three. So when you take those amazing experiences and multiply them by three and, and then only have one and sometimes two drivers, there's just not a lot of time in the day. And I would like to add to the idea of where you gain your energy, because I am definitely 
an introvert, although I would say like an extroverted introvert, because when I am in my zone of genius, so like when I'm doing the things that I'm really good at or I'm talking about the things that I'm passionate about, I can be very extroverted. So when I'm teaching Pilates and I'm talking about health, right, I can get really extroverted and really excited. But if you take me and put me in a room with all my husband's work friends that I've never met, I want to like crawl into the wall. (laughs) And so I always said like extroverted introvert, but I agree with the energy gaining thing because my husband is a true extrovert and he literally gets pumped up from going out. We go out somewhere and he comes home and he's like amped up and he's been talking to everyone and working the room. And we come home and I'm like, good night. (laughs) Like I need a day to recover. Well, I am both of those things. So I am the one that at events, like I am working the room and I am out there and super social and introducing people. And I laugh with my husband because I always say like, I should have gone into politics because I know a lot of people and I know their stories. And so we'll go to like a big event and he'll, he won't remember anybody even though he's like met people before and I'll be standing next to him and in his ear whispering, okay, this is so-and-so coming up. They're married to so-and-so. She does this. He does this. Their kids are this, this, and this. They're these ages. They go to these events. Da, da, da. The last time you met them was this. You talked to them about that. It's like the executive communications manager in me that is very aware of all the people and all the nuances. So I'm always like in my husband's ear, okay, this, 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 this is a hot topic. This is a touchy subject. And then he just completely forgets it. He'll be like, what's your name again? And I'm like, oh my God, why did I just give you that whole briefing? But he is an extrovert too. So outside my job, I am actually your husband in terms of the memory of things. So (laughs) like at work, because I'm tying people to my experience with them, I can remember everything. But take me to an event or neighbors. I'm sorry if any of my neighbors listen to this podcast, but I'm like the worst. Like John will be like, don't you know that person that lives down? I'm like, no. Yeah, I need like a true connection experience to remember things. Yeah, well, and that's the funny thing is, so I know a lot of people. I know a lot about a lot of people. I can make connections. I can introduce. I like remember a lot of those things. And I think that that is maybe why it becomes draining to me because I go full on in so many social situations. I don't just chill. And that's like probably my problem is half the time. Like I don't just chill. I go to social gatherings And I go on. And I think that's why most people are like, oh, you're such an extrovert. Because when they see me out, I am full on. But... And your mind is going, right? Like, so then your mind is exhausted. But when I get home, I crash. And then, especially if it's a lot of events over and I don't have, like, a time to break in between, I will literally just fall at the beginning of the summer, it was like, we have this thing this night and this thing in this afternoon and this. And these were like big events with families and girlfriends and, you know, all this stuff. Like with the kids getting together and end of school parties and my birthday and my son's birthday and just, just it was nonstop. It was like two weeks of like very big social gatherings. And after those two weeks, I was like, I am so burnt. 
I mean, maybe I was just burnt because I was busy too, but I was like socially burnt because I was just on. Every single one of them was on, 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 on. And I think that we talked about this before when we were together, the pendulum of my social life has swung really far. So I didn't even really have a social life until probably like four or five years ago because I was very busy in my corporate gig, constantly working. My coworkers weren't close by because where I worked was about an hour to an hour and a half from where I lived. And everybody else lived around the whole Bay Area. So we weren't really close in location. We, our kids weren't close in location. My kids weren't in school yet. They were like in daycare. And a lot of, um, I know a lot of moms like find their, you know, tribe through other school moms. And so my kids weren't in school yet. And then on top of that, I was having so many health problems. So I just didn't have, I didn't have it in me to like try. (laughs) I was like, my kids aren't in school. For me to make friends is going to be a lot. And I know I hear and I see it on the mom groups where moms are like, does anybody want to be my friend? I just, how do you meet people when your kids are little and you didn't like grow up in the town that you're in? And so I know it can be hard and it did feel very isolating. And I think that that's why social life is a part of the circle of life. Because when we think about like the blue zones, the blue zones, one of the foundations of the blue zones is this sense of community and the sense of connection and social connection and interaction. So social life doesn't have to be my equivalent of social life, which is like going out on girls nights once or twice a month and partying it up and like getting (laughs) so busy in that way and doing all the things with the kids and all that stuff. But that sense of that social interaction and that community, it can come from other places than these like big, you know, mom groups. In fact, so this is goes back to this thought about the pendulum swinging. So I quit my job. My kids went into school. I had more time to connect with other moms, meet other people, go to the gatherings and stuff. My health was getting better. So I had the energy and the desire. And so that's kind of where it started. And I was like, oh, I this feels really good because you start to have those connections with other people. You find that common ground. And so that's where it's like, oh, this feels nicer than when I felt so isolated and alone because I was either working or caring for little kids, but had no reprieve. The sense of friendship and social life was very non-existent because I didn't grow up here. I didn't have that network. Now we have very big groups of mom friends And so when we get together, it's big. I I feel like sometimes it's like a wedding. Like when you get together, you just don't even like talk to half the people because it's such a big group. So it's a lot to have those bigger groups. And so I think that's maybe another reason too why like the big groups, I end up going like, oh my God, I'm so tired after that because you're just so on. So I think finding that middle ground of social life, knowing that the benefit from a social life is the connection. A social life could be just one friend. 
Right. And I think that's the challenge of we hear social life and we think like at the bar, throwing back the drinks, right? Like that's what our society has taught us. Yeah. That's what my social life has been for the last four years. So, yeah. Yeah. But it may mean it may mean meeting a friend for coffee. It may mean meeting a couple of girlfriends for dinner. And I think there is power in that connection. But I think that that connection can sometimes make people feel a little stuck or not sure where to begin with social life. Because I know like for me, I have not had a traditional full-time job the entire time that I've had my kids. I've had like five different jobs or my own business. And it was a challenge for me to connect. I didn't fit in with the moms who wasn't who weren't working. I didn't fit in with the working moms because I worked different hours and I was sort of all over the place. And so that sort of led to me sometimes struggling and not really feeling like I could connect to any of the other moms. And just in general, I think that that's hard. And so as women, I feel like if we can sort of make people feel like they can connect with us, but don't have to be the same as us. I feel like that would be powerful. Yeah. I think that that's, I guess I was talking to my husband about this too, where I feel like making friendships now, as opposed to like maybe our parents making friendships, it's like you want your kids to be friends too. So it's like, well, I don't know if it's the same way for you, but I, I feel this way. I'll kind of connect with somebody, but if my kids don't get along with their kids or they're like different ages or different genders, then it's probably not going to work out that well because I feel like everything is so tightly connected. I think that may change for you as they get older. Okay. I feel like as your kids get older, that might change her a little. So obviously, for those of you listening, my kids are a little bit older, but we have a little overlap because my youngest is nine, but my oldest are 12. And then Caitlin's oldest, is he, he's nine? Ten and a half. My oldest is ten and a half. My youngest is eight. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like we sort of overlap, but on the bottom edge. And I have this theory that the maturity age of the children in the family is like the average, right? So my youngest son sort of has to rise up and my twins have to rise down and like, right? So I think in a couple of years, as your kids get, like I can see it with my older two, even though it doesn't count for my youngest yet. But as they get into like the teen tween life, that they want to go do their own things. So you can be friends with people that have nothing to do, that your children don't get along or they're not the same because they're going off to do something different while you're going with that person. So, but I think when you're little, it is like the same age rules, right? Well, and I think exactly like when they're little, and I think this is the struggle for like the newer moms that are feeling like really disconnected and they're like, I just want a friend. I just want a friend Yeah, is the only time they can really go anywhere is if they're like doing a play date or something like that. And so you don't want to have a play date with somebody that you can't talk to, right? You're like, hmm, uh, what are you talking about? So, I mean, I think that it goes. You do? We don't do play dates where I go along. The kids go to the play date, but the parents do not anymore. Well, that's where we're at now, too. 
And I think that that's like, I think that that's an important point for our listeners is that like just with everything else in motherhood and life, everything has a season. So it could be that, like I said, like when my kids were little, not only did I not feel like I had time for a social life, like it felt so much more impossible just because they weren't in school, they were in daycare, I'm not from here. And so I can very much relate to like the moms that are like, oh my God, who do I meet? Where do I meet them? Like, you know, like so the moms groups and stuff I think are like great places to start. Out here we have like our Livermore moms and it's like moms get together and there's mom events and then there's like moms with kids events and then there's family events and then there's like offshoots of that. So that's like working moms and crafty moms and you know, vegan moms and all this stuff. And so it's like all part of the same group, but you can kind of, it helps you navigate those people that, you know, generally have some similarities, which is kind of the nice thing about like social media and, and, you know, the opportunities around that these days. But there are seasons. So it's like, you know, we're in a season right now where they're not old enough to necessarily just go off and do their own thing. We do some play dates and stuff without the parents. But for the most part, if the kids are getting together with their friends, we're getting together with the parents. So then there is like this desire to want to be able to like like and connect. I mean, and then you have to throw in the spouses, right? So it's like, well, I like the mom and the kids like each other, but the husbands are like, have nothing in common. And you're like, gosh, darn it, a whole nother layer. (laughs) So, and then just finding that middle ground that, like you said, social life does not have to be what social life was in college or whatever. You don't have to be out partying and whooping it up and and everything i'm i'm trying to find that middle ground of that pendulum swinging back where i have you know connection with people finding that um you know deep energetic connection with people so finding those people that i'm when i'm interacting with them it's mutually fulfilling for both of us or or whoever's in the group it's like a mutually fulfilling experience. So I'll probably still get drained just because that's my personality and that's just I'm an extroverted introvert, but I don't feel like bleh. Like, does that make any sense? Yes. So I was thinking about, because obviously I feel like I don't have a super busy social life in the constructs of what we consider social life. Like I'm not really, I don't really drink, not a partier. I am very bogged down with my kids' schedules. But I was thinking about like, what would I tell myself if I was my own coach? And I think I would tell myself, what is it that I actually want to do in my free time? And then how can I tie that to another person? Because the only time I probably sat down and watched TV all summer was when I self-quarantined myself last weekend because I had laryngitis and I was nervous. So I would really just like to relax in my house. But an idea for a social life experience, right, that involves that is like having a couple girlfriends over for a movie night. And I feel like that would fulfill that my need to relax, but also might fulfill the connection piece. So I think you actually said those same words to me when you were like, okay, I'm going to play your coach for a second, Caitlin, where (laughs) it was like, pause and take a moment and think about 
what you want, what you personally want out of that social life or that social interaction. And then align it as so. And I do like to go out and have a cocktail or two, or probably too many sometimes. We've had these conversations here yeah. before too. We're working on that. <laughs> part of the listeners, it's part of the process. I also love to go dancing. Like I really, really like to dance. And so when there's an opportunity to get together with my girlfriends that we can go to a bar and dance, I do enjoy that. I really like that. I just can't do it too often because that's just going to be too much for me. Mm -hmm. But hosting a barbecue at my house sounds awful. I don't love hosting large gatherings at my house because I get very anxious. I get super overwhelmed. So like that is not going to be a fulfilling portion of social life for me. So I'll go to somebody else's house, but I don't really have too many things at my house. And so I think that that's such a great perspective for our listeners as we kind of wrap this up is thinking about, you know, where you're at in your life, knowing that it goes through seasons, you know, little kids, elementary school kids and older, it's going to change what you have time for and who you have time for. But pausing and taking a moment to think about, what you want out of those social interactions because they are really important to us. They are really important to our longevity to have that connection with other people. And I had this thought the other day that I need to start seeking friendships that are more aligned with where I want to go versus where I've been. And just thinking about you know, friendships in a different sense that really light up my spirit versus feeling, you know, like I'm there for my kids or like, oh, I'm friends with this person because my kids are friends with them. Sort of so thing. we actually and have so, a question similar to that, Caitlin. We have a question similar to that. So if we want, if you want to hold that thought, we can start with that on yeah. Thursday. And I love that Caitlin gave you guys, you listeners, a challenge. If you didn't hear that when she said it, I'm gonna wrap it up for you in a little bow. Caitlin challenged you to think about what is the current season of your life? What do you wanna do with your free time? And how can you make connections doing those things? And then we're gonna come right back to that question in Thursday's Q&A. That sounds great, we'll see you then. See you later. Did you love this episode? Support us by leaving a review and following us on Instagram at WellToYouPodcast. Get to know me, Caitlin, better on Instagram at Conscious underscore Core underscore Caitlin. And me, Sue, at Opal underscore Wellness underscore Studio. We clearly love our underscores. (laughs) Underscore that.